0: Welcome to Fit Fat Chat. That's fat with a pH. We are a super funky fresh, real talk community podcast about body positivity, movement, mindfulness, joy, and frankly, whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Hosted by Ayanna Parent, aka Black Addict of Be Free Coaching and Wellness, and me, Christy, aka Big Red, of Zumba with Christy L. Ray. All right, episode seven. In this episode, we are going to be discussing our experience seeing the movie Cats. We are going to be, most importantly, interviewing Jamar Rogers. Jamar Rogers. We're so excited about that. Just a brief introduction. You may know a little bit about Jamar from American Idol, where he was a semi-finalist on The Voice. He was on Team CeeLo, but his journey continues to inspire. Jamar Rogers is a singer and songwriter, producer, writer, and most of all, he's just a kind, down-to-earth, well-spoken human being inhabiting a spirit that is just infectious. He has a project out right now called On God, I Got You. And we had the honor of speaking with him and we are so excited to share this interview with you.
1: I'm on like a higher level of excitement. I don't even know what the word is.
0: She finally actually did her research and <laughs> knows how awesome he is. That's so true. Immediately when I saw one of his interviews, I was like, oh my gosh, we have to have him on Fit Fat Chat. Before we get started, we want to have everybody get into a good mindset. Do you want to do this, I am. I would love okay, to take you it do, from do this. You're the yogi.
1: I am the yogi. <laughs> So I think the most important part is as you start to listen to us just be in the moment so let's do that together right now so just wherever you are even if you're in your car listening to us just see if you can drop your jaw become aware of your breath take the tongue off the roof of the mouth and really just let the body slow down let it integrate into the moment let your feet ground wherever you are
0: are your shoulders up by your ears? Take them away Drop from
1: the shoulders. Notice any tension in the neck and just let that go. And then from here on out, just allow your breath to really relax the body and bring it into the present moment. Because all we can control is what's here, right in front of us right now. We have no idea what's going to happen in the future, even a couple minutes from now. We don't know. Don't know? We don't
0: know. I love it. All I know is I'm happy to be here. Me too. I'm trying to use that mantra in my life too a little bit more. Like I just am happy to be here. If you're happy to be where you are, how much better is your experience going to be to start out with?
1: Yeah. And I started praying more, which is interesting. Not formal praying like getting my knees. Just been so grateful for wonderful things when they happen. Before I ate lunch, I don't know, two days ago, something was telling me to stop and pause and I did I meditated for five minutes before I ate my food and just said thank you to everything and that was so wonderful in my life right now Why? did your food taste better? No, I it was kidding. Fine. no it was not bamboo our usual go to so I was like God please help me no I'm just kidding <laughs> I usually pray to the universe, but um, no,
0: I, th- I think that's really good, though, to stop and <laughs>
1: it didn't have anything to do with the, the food. Yeah, it had yeah. to do with like I was moving really fast and I caught myself because there was so many good things happening at once. Yeah. And I was getting really caught up in the rush as opposed to being so grateful for the fact that all these things were happening, including the retreat, including lots of other be free things that were just going amazing. Some of which won't come out for a while, but
0: I know about them. <laughs> They're they're coming. (laughs) They're coming. Yeah. It's so so awesome. So, we just want to say Happy Valentine's Day. We love Jamar. This episode's theme is about (laughs) love. We love love Jamar. (laughs) And we love you.
1: And, And, wow. They'll know why I'm saying that after they listen to this episode.
0: Valentine's Day is one of those things where people get like, oh, this is a commercial holiday. And it is a manufactured thing for sure, but why not celebrate love? Like, that's my whole thing. Yeah. And you know what? It's the best day to really learn about self love because it really is. Yeah. Here's my
1: rant. I totally understand because I've been single plenty of times in my life on a Valentine's Day and I get it. Yeah. I get the feelings that it evokes. And you know why? It's because it's a media that makes you feel like you should be with somebody. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah.
0: I think there is a lot of commercialism around it, which is what makes us feel some kind of pressure. Or you can also feel like if you're not getting something that you don't have value. And that's just bullshit
2: it really is straight up bullshit bullshit.
0: because you have everything that you need inside of yourself and what I like to do is just generally celebrate love at least one day I think that's that's valid and love is all sorts of things inside of your mind and your heart and your soul if you don't have a valentine we would be very honored to be your valentine we are your valentine we We love you whether you like it or not yes and like
1: I say in coaching
0: I will extend
1: and hold space for love. I will love you until you're able to love yourself. But sometimes people need to have that experience being taught how to love themselves before they can actually do it. True that. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. Coaching programs kind of cool in that way. It should just be love coaching. Well, no, that sounds sexual. Never mind. Go <laughs> for some love coaching. Unless it's Jamar. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> not kidding. <laughs>
0: Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Come to be free for some love. <laughs> Come chin. And I want to play some, like, Teddy Pendergrass or something. Oh, my God. Please. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that's...
1: to do it cats (laughs) cats you guys went to see cats (laughs) and i don't know if we're gonna be able to talk about it without me laughing so hard that i'm puking
0: (laughs) i'm already crying i'm glad you're laughing because it was so painful for me that i wanted to jump out of my skin it was so bad It was like the worst movie ever. Like It's like one of those things you're witnessing that's painful, but I want it to get better, but
1: then it's like your skin starts crawling because there's cats crawling that are human that have hair. I'm still floored by someone creating that movie and coming away being like, people are going to like
0: this. They definitely got people talking, but not like in a good way. I'm just thinking the live Broadway musical version must be so much different than this because it's iconic and it's like, what? So I'm a big Idris Elba fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, and he's
1: so hot. I mean, extremely hot. But I will say, brother in that cat suit, I mean, i love... (laughs) Dude! Dude. Wow. I couldn't even get my brain wrapped around it. I was like, is that hot or is that just goddamn fucking creepy? Wow. I mean, and kudos to Jennifer Hudson.
0: All you have to watch is her scene in the movie, and you're going to be good with that whole movie. I mean, she was incredible.
1: Yeah. However, it's like her being stellar (laughs) with all these other people around her that are famous, mind you, but for some reason... Put a cat suit on and can't act anymore
0: and it might not even be their fault because the whole content of the whole thing is just repeating the same thing over and over like five million times jellicle cat <laughs> jellicle
1: cat jellicle, which, which which really you guys
0: <laughs> sounds like we thought this, genital cats we thought we We're talking about genitals the whole time <laughs> It's like it's a giant acid trip. This whole movie, it really was, and, and the, I've never done it. The funniest thing: know, we were right before we're like,
1: "What if we smoke pop? It's, like, it's, what if we tried that?"
0: It's. I felt like I was on something, and then I was like, "Watching sh- this no," movie. and I. Don't I felt do like we should like have that. been on something
1: because then we might have been able to like enjoy it a little bit.
0: If you're gonna do it,
1: you might want to do it with this movie. <laughs> All right, and the other reason why we went is because fat amy is our girl that's the only reason <laughs> i mean she's our girl she's yeah. our homie right and so we're like this has to be good it was like appalling i felt <laughs> like <sighs> it was like fat amy in a cat suit usually that would be funny but because it was just so awkward it yeah. just made it so painful for her and then they're singing cockroaches and she just keeps putting them in her mouth
0: yeah it just she wasn't even chafing how do you not chafe in, in a freaking cat, cat, cat suit? Yeah, she should have been chafing for sure. Yeah. By the way, we were the only ones in the movie theater. No, there was one other person. One other person. That but I kept like... calling
1: out and the person kept sinking like lower and yeah. lower. And <laughs> this seat thing, like, it was a guy. <laughs> Being like, please do not point me out. And
0: shut up, by the way. Because <laughs> we just kept talking through the whole thing. I feel like you have to. If you go see this movie, you have to be able to speak out loud or you're going to go crazy. 'Cause you're gonna be like, Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Because okay, yes. It's crazy. And Taylor Swift, I mean, mind you, I don't know if you picked up on this, but literally
1: all the cats don't have boobs. Like the women. She yeah. she had a full rack. Oh, I did <laughs> She have like pasties on her? Oh, I don't know, <laughs> okay. but the boobs were on point. Okay. And, like out of nowhere, she comes down on that moon thing and then jumps off, and there are her cat boobs, and no one else has them. It's, it's like what?
0: <laughs> but and like some still, some of the cats were wearing clothes, and some were like
1: naked, and some had shoes, and, and, and the breakdancing scene, some had shoes, and you're like, why are the cats wearing shoes?
0: This what? is so weird. <laughs> you can't breakdance. The dancing's not even that great. <laughs> <laughs> I kept waiting for the plot to start. There's, There's the no plot. No- there's no freaking plot. There's none. This is cats, genital cats everywhere. <laughs> There's just genital cats and everywhere. And then at the end they say the cats they say cats are not dogs. <laughs> and I was like well, over that's and over a again. Revelation. And, like, and it's just so stupid. You're like... I think I think I think it's one of those things where they must have thought, this is either gonna be terrible or genius. And it definitely went to the terrible side. <laughs> right. Th- I don't know. That's why I can't wrap my brain around who looked at this and was like, this is so amazing. And I just want to say, I am the type of person that will look for any morsel of anything to compliment or anything. Like, the only thing I can come up with is Jennifer Hudson. She yes. was the only highlight. But other than that, I can't even be like, oh, it was artistic or oh, it was this or oh, it was that. It was just bad. Oh, I would
1: tell you, like, not that I'm promoting any type of drug use. Smoke some oh, weed.
0: Smoke some like weed you are. and go see. Smoke. <laughs>
1: I can't imagine. It is so hilarious if you're high. Yeah. And I thought Chrissy's gonna walk out.
0: Oh, I was You did good. I've I never ha- seen you struggle so but it's hard. It's like watching a car accident. You're just committed at some point yeah. to, to watch it till the end. You keep thinking, it's gonna get good. It's it's gonna right. it doesn't. Like there will be it something here. Nope. Doesn't. Yeah. Oh. Wow, that was <laughs> very bad. Bad. Very bad. And we gotta go call Jamar. <laughs> enjoy this interview with Jamar Rogers. Hold on, Now I
1: already lost it, the connection.
0: Call him. I'm calling him. We're all we're all nervous. We're like fangirls oh here. My oh my god. Oh look, and it, it's recording. Calling Jamar. Calling Jamar.
1: Hello. Hey. Hey. <laughs> okay first Whoa. i know sorry i'm really loud and really excited yeah he's no, like calm this is down awesome. you're better
3: okay. you're better than my my cup of coffee you're awesome oh you're
1: awesome. <laughs> see i told oh see oh my god you can, can you say like more stuff like that to me okay um
0: <laughs>
1: oh my god Will i you know down I, can't, Mark, I can't Demar.
0: <laughs> Oh, we're going to have fun. That's for sure. But chug a lug on that coffee. First of all,
1: so I am really, like, excited, and I've been a little obsessed with listening to all your stuff. Oh, you're awesome. And so I was crying this morning already. So this (laughs) is how this went down. Christy got in touch with you on Twitter, and then she sent me the stuff, and, you know, whatever. I was impacted, but not as much as I was like, I took time to actually listen and get right with all the things that you're doing. And so I've been crying since this morning. So I'm. Um, oh my goodness. No, it's a wonderful <laughs> thing. Meaning like, cry. no, meaning like you touched me, the emotions oh, that's awesome. and some of our pasts are similar, which is. We'll talk about that, but mm -hmm, we are one.
3: Well, I just want to start off by saying thank you guys so much for having me. And for anyone listening, this should be a wonderful lesson in going after what the hell you want. uh, Because you guys sent me a tweet. You didn't DM me. You just sent me a tweet. Like, hey, we want you on the show. (laughs) Yep. And I was like, well, why not? You know, that's what I've been saying lately. Well, why not? Yes, so um, uh, kudos to you for making this oh, happen thank and thank you. you for having me.
0: Thank you. Yeah, we manifest around So here, yeah, so. we're big manifestors.
1: We are big in believing love in that. whatever you want and then just putting I it out that. in the world and then attracting it to make it happen. Hence my other text yeah. to you this morning. <laughs> Yeah, well, yes. I was like, am I gonna have oh, to take your phone away well, from you? She was like I'm, She's like, you gotta go I'm, slow? Which I, I really I don't know how to go slow, so I'd go full speed ahead. That's great. But. This is a year of yes. I mean, why not just
3: go for it? I'm hella chill. You did not overwhelm me. Okay, good. Okay, good. Don't worry about that. All right. All right. Thank you. It takes a hell of a lot more than that to overwhelm (laughs) me. That's what I figured. So I was
1: like, no, it's it's all good. Don't worry. It's all good.
0: Oh, God. Don't challenge her.
3: (laughs) I love what you guys are doing, though. I think that this is very timely, especially with everything that was going down on Twitter with the whole Lizzo situation. I think that it is very timely that we have open and honest conversations about body positivity. And it's more than body positivity, right? It's soul positivity. Yes. And completely accepting yourself where you are today. I think that living in our society, we're always focused on what needs to be fixed, what needs to be changed, that we don't stop to celebrate where we are today. So yeah. I am very excited to celebrate where we are today
1: with you yeah Yeah, you said that so well yeah do you want to be a
0: (laughs) (laughs) co-host because you're pretty much you're killing it right now (laughs) absolutely Uh really is nice to have that affirmed because i don't know i just hear people down on themselves about their body especially around like new year's oh yeah like oh it's just you know i gotta change i gotta do this again it's not just about the body but the body is a serious mind Block to the rest of ourselves. Oh my loving God. Ourselves as yes. a whole. So, yes. right? Yeah, Right? Because we're all
1: spiritual beings having just human experiences. Yeah, yes. man. Except we're just for, renting yeah, this body. Exactly. Man. You know, like. I know. But then people can't like figure out how to lead from love in that way. Like you, this is what you talk Ooh. about all the time. I know. This, you better, this is why you better like. preach. <laughs> it's just the body in the end. Yeah. And Chrissy's going to get into this, but she was talking all about the mirror work, which we think is so amazing that yeah. you talk about and do for the body positivity specifically because it reaches to the soul as opposed to just the external.
3: Oh my goodness. It your mirror work has changed my life.
1: Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah. Let's start there.
3: Man, this journey to loving myself has <laughs> it has <laughs> been a tumultuous one. I didn't even realize I hated myself probably about three years ago. We are constantly and I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. Uh, we are constantly right. beating ourselves up are constantly hating on everything from it's a bad hair day to uh, I don't like how I sit in this. I mean, we criticize ourselves so much that we're not even aware how often we criticize ourselves, right? So I came across this book called Mirror Work by Louise Hay and she just had me start being aware of how often I was talking shit about myself. And then I began, I'm a, I'm a huge defender of people that I love. I will defend someone that I love more than I'll defend myself. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I started
3: to ask myself if someone was saying these things about someone that I loved, would I stand for that? And right. I wouldn't, no. you know? No. And so I had to start. I mean, y'all, we could spend hours talking about childhood trauma yeah. and conditioning. And all that stuff. But I, I believe that I was conditioned to be a perfectionist. Yep. And I thought that the more I strived, the more I would earn my mother's love, right? Yeah. So I've carried that trauma into my adulthood, realizing that that shit is painful and it doesn't get me anywhere. Right. And so perfection does not exist. I had to look myself in the mirror and say, hey, I accept you today. I accept you and I love you today. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. In the beginning, I first I felt stupid yeah, looking yeah. at myself in the mirror. <laughs> I feel
1: so hard. I've been there. I've been there. Yep.
3: Then it felt uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the thought crossed my mind like, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't going to work. Yep. And then after I got past that, then I started to experience the really uncomfortable emotions. Like um, I started to cry while mm-hmm. talking to myself in the mirror. And then there's a chapter in the book where she has you address your inner child, and I probably spent weeks on that one chapter alone. That's good. And I realized that that was the root of everything. My Isn't inner it? child needed to be nurtured. Yeah, yes, man. I've I,
1: done that work. It's so great. I'm so glad you did that. It, it is. It's
3: great, but that shit don't feel good. No, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna it's sugarcoat super it. painful, I'm but then it's gonna, like it super enlightening. Is, yes, it is super enlightening, and I feel like if you are willing to go there. If you are willing to parent yourself, I had to basically, you know, I, I just met my biological father for the first time three years ago. Um, So I went my whole life not knowing where my dad was, not knowing what he looked like. I barely had a name. And so I I was born with these abandonment issues, right? And then having to, like, my mom was such a young mother. She had me when she was 19. So she didn't know what the hell she was doing. (laughs) And I realized that my inner child needed not just a father, but it also I needed to mother myself. And I needed to take a compassionate approach to myself. And so that's where mirror work came in. And I'm still working on it. I'm not going to act like we're all in the clear. No. Um, but I have learned how to speak to myself. I've learned how not to speak to myself.
1: Mm, that's the key I've learned right there.
3: that word. I've learned that I learn more from compassion mm. instead of being super hard on myself. And so I just also learned how to switch my thoughts. Like I've realized uh-huh. that, um, how many times have we been sitting in traffic or you're watching TV and then all of a sudden your mood just shifts. You're like, well, wow, why, why do I feel so shitty all of a sudden? Right. And I've been able to trace that back to, well, what was I just thinking about? Yeah, um, Where was my brain just taking me? Was I being hard on myself? Was I feeling sorry for myself? Was I comparing myself to someone else? Oh, I was? Okay, let's fix that. <laughs> and then I go back to, my affirmations that I see in the mirror, which is, hey, Jamar, you're worthy of love. You're easy to love. You're easy to be around. Your presence is peaceful. And I start just rehearsing this shit in my mind until I start to believe it. And now that I believe it, miracles happen, right? right? And who would have ever thought mm-hmm. that the way you change your self-speak can really open so many doors for you. Like so,
1: all of them. Yeah. Yes. And you are easy to love, yeah. let me just tell you. I said I loved you today. Oh, I man. Met you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> see, it
2: works. Yes. It works.
1: But I <laughs> will say that only because I know how to love myself that I can authentically say to yes. other people that I love you.
3: Oh, that's so real, though. That's yeah. so real.
1: You can't see us, but Chrissy and I are like misty-eyed over here. Yeah. I
3: was just like, <laughs> oh. What has mirror work done for you? Maybe you can, like, talk people through your experience with mirror work
1: yeah so i haven't done the specific like in the mirror stuff but okay we're
0: gonna though we're
1: oh we're gonna we're, gonna. we're kind yeah. of mirrors for each other which yeah. is kind of cool yeah um, <laughs> we speak honestly and tell each other we love each other and pretty open and love honest uh, i think we both helped each other grow but the nice. work that i've done i did um similar to your path with drug abuse i was an alcoholic for years and was in rehab and i just couldn't let any of that go and so the only thing nice. Finally, that started to open that stuff up was to go back to my inner child. And I had abandonment issues and my mom was a mm-hmm. cocaine addict, drug, the whole thing. And so I had to go back to that inner child and basically mother myself. So I had to do some guided meditations and where I actually brought my you know younger self into a picture yeah. with my older self and then my mother. So I had all yeah. of them in, in my mind, interacting with each other and then creating a space in which They loved each other fully and wholly and then just sort of vowed to let the rest of it go, that we're all just functioning on this higher plane of spiritual beings now. And we don't we don't need any other stuff. So I come back to that every time I like, you know, everything gets tilted off and I have emotions and I'm not healed completely either. But every time I'll get depressed or some stuff will come up, I'll come back to that like, nope, I'm a healed being now, just like you're saying, I can move through this so I won't necessarily look in the mirror. I will meditate often. Oh, nice.
3: Hey, whatever works, too, yeah. right? It's not like religion. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's basically like whatever appeals to you, whatever makes you feel peaceful, right. yeah. is what works for you, you know? Yeah. There is no one-size-fits-all no. approach. No. I think it's whatever feels good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I like the mirror thing because you have yeah. to actually look at yourself. I think that's a Yo, and you don't even need a
3: mirror. You can use your phone. Oh, <laughs> so right. you, know, you, just, you, you know, you can. Oh, and we do. You turn... This culture does. So that's a really good point. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. You flip that those... camera around. Yeah. I've taken to doing it during difficult moments, too. Mm-hmm. So say I get some bad news. I start feeling really shitty. I will go to the mirror and I'll be like, okay since I'm a co-creator with God of my reality, right? Um, something inside of me has created the situation. And so either it's a blessing or this is an opportunity for me to release something. Right. So obviously I need to release this feeling of inadequacy or this feeling of I'll never make it or this feeling of I just won't get there. Like I have fallen in love with my face so much and that's not coming from a conceited standpoint, but just, I feel like I can run to me now and and Mm -hmm. have an open and honest conversation with myself as opposed to hiding behind smoking a blunt or going to grab a drink or just like not facing it, man. Because when we don't face it, it's going to keep fucking coming back around. And until we deal with it, I'm over repeating patterns, y'all. So I'd rather Mm -hmm. just realize what the root of this is. I can ponder on it, meditate on it, and finally release it, release it once and for all.
1: Yes, Exactly. And just for the record, Christy and I have both fallen in love with your face as well. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Christy, what you got? To that point, I think, you know, like you're saying, whatever works for different people, our mission is to give people a tool, an idea. And if that works for them, go for it and run with it. And if it doesn't, you know, there's other tools in the toolbox. But equipping yourself with as many tools and as many things as resonate with you at whatever stage you're at in your life, you may need to start small. You may not be able to look in the mirror. You may be mm, yes. not there yet, but someday you might be. Yeah.
3: yeah. So. Another thing is like, why, why wouldn't you be able to look in the mirror? Right? Like where, where is that pain coming from?
0: Right.
3: I've been asking myself now, whenever I get like a self-defeating thought, I'll be like, well, who said? Right. Well, yeah. who said? <laughs> like, and just by asking that question, it puts things in perspective and makes me realize, oh. My third grade teacher said this to me or, oh, that asshole back in fifth grade said this to me. And I've internalized that and I believe it. Well, that doesn't make it true. Right. So say, um, OK, let me just use an example. I have been made fun of for not being black enough before. Right. Yeah, I've uh, got that, too. I've uh, got I don't, that, too. <laughs> I
1: have done that too
3: i do not talk black. I don't act like blah, 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 whatever. Um, and I believed that, and it made me very insecure when I would walk into a room full of black people, like, am I black enough? So like, right. I started mm-hmm. asking, well, who said? And right. who said that that this kind of behavior is black and this kind of behavior defines this? No, I'm going to be me. Right. I'm going to be comfortable in my skin. So, okay, so maybe some people have called you fat. Maybe people talked about your skin. Well, who said? This was one person's opinion. Right. The only opinion that matters is the opinion I have about myself so true and so yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: who said who said no exactly we're empowering that absolutely because it's like there's this they out there but who who, who, the is?
1: Hell who are, are they, they? <laughs> let's go yeah. and say who yeah. the fuck <laughs> <heck> are they
3: <laughs> who is they <laughs> who and why they? do we give and why do we give this they so much power yeah right, right. why do we yes. why do we give our power to them yeah <laughs> right there's a they. It's phantom vein.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. Sometimes it's culture, sometimes it's politics, sometimes it's media that gets really ingrained. Yeah.
3: Yes, it really, really does, and it's about filtering through all of that to be like, what right. do I truly right. believe about myself?
1: Exactly. Yeah. Especially with like race and all that kind of stuff, all of those filters. It's, it's
3: everything, like, yeah, man. Everything. Like this whole bullshit with Lizzo, this whole obsession with Lizzo's body size. Yeah. I just feel like. Lizzo has come onto the scene and she has ruffled people's feathers because she's living her authentic self. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And I find that we as humans, we act from two emotions and only two emotions. We can really simplify this whole thing. We either act out of love or fear. So true. And fear, fear oh. shows itself as envy, It shows itself as anger. It shows itself as sadness. And so when I find these people that are hating on Lizzo's body size, it says to me, oh, you hate yourself. Right. And you really don't like seeing someone be free. You don't like seeing someone be comfortable in their skin because you're not there yet. So why are you projecting your bullshit onto this person that's living (laughs) completely free and authentic? Yes! You know what I'm saying? I do! Amen to
1: that! Oh my God, yes. She's making people uncomfortable. But people need to yeah, grow and, good and so for her. Yeah, and good exactly good for, exactly. Her. Good for yeah. her.
3: Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. this is where we are as a society. Society as a whole needs to do some mirror work. <laughs> we need to look at ourselves so and say, yeah. oh, shit, this is how I feel about myself. And yep. instead of taking ownership, I'm projecting my pain into other people. I'm projecting my fear yeah. onto other people. And that's right. not fair. No, that's hurt fair. people
1: hurt people. That's how it goes. Word. Yeah. Yep. That's my shit. Yep. Yep, yep, Always. yep. Yeah. So can we back up a little bit here and yeah, um here? Let's let's back it up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wait. Do you know Lizzo? Have you met her? Are you friends with her? Oh, like yeah, Hold on. Not yet. Like, when you meet her, hook her then, up. With then us, okay? Tell tell her all about it. In us. my mind,
3: in my mind, she loves me already. Oh yeah. Oh, of Hell course yeah, she yeah, does. Of course she does. She is love <laughs> She, she
1: really loves is. me too. She is. I mean,
3: yeah. She, she is. is. It can't no. be easy having. The world talks so much shit. I right, mean, you can be the most confident person in the world, but like so, after a while, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah.
1: okay. You right, know? I know. So, yeah. Someone says something yeah, about our podcast, our little podcast, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they have like a negative thing, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm not, I'm not awesome right. anymore. Wait, what? <laughs> wow, that's some
3: real shit, though. Yeah. That's yeah. real.
1: So tell us more about your story. Though. The first
0: interview I saw of you was the one where you stripped down. Oh, yes. We watched it all the way to the end. Oh, wow. We watched a, you all the way to the one. end. That was powerful. The, wow. um, so that's the you. moment I
1: started crying was when yeah. you were taking your clothes off, not because, you know, anything sexual, but because the skin. Well, like <laughs> I might have been a little okay, me a, a little bit, a little bit, maybe. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it was for, the for, authenticity for, of for, your skin.
3: Wow, you're making a brown boy blush. Um, so, yeah, so it wasn't exactly a striptease like, explain, or anything. <laughs> to explain the concept of yeah, that video, see, it's, a, just it's just amazing. Text. It's just amazing to organization. Uh, they do what's underneath, right? And they yes. interview. Uh, multiple people across the spectrum yeah and while they're asking you to strip yourself emotionally you're also taking off your clothes of course you're you're left in your underwear by the time you're done with it yeah so uh, when i was invited to do that i panicked i was like oh holy right? shit that's that vulnerable is. About, oh my talk god talk about vulnerability right that's right um but I'm a big Brene Brown fan. Yes, and that's I my girl. really oh, I um, yeah. believe that being vulnerable, it takes so much courage to be vulnerable. So much. And so I talked about a lot of shit in that interview that I hadn't spoken about publicly before. And I have learned a whole lot of lessons even since that interview. And so I'm trying to think. I don't think I had met my dad yet. No, I don't during think that so. Interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no, I mean, I like, my story had. just keeps going. Just to give it in a nutshell, I'll give you the Cliff notes version. I was born to a single mom. My dad was not aware of my existence, but I took that personally. Even as a young child, I thought maybe my dad just didn't want me. Mm. My mom, she regretted having me, understandably so, when you're a 19-year-old girl that has your own hopes and dreams, and then, wow, here comes this eight-pound, six-pound baby that you weren't planning on. And I'm so glad she didn't abort me. She thought about it. I'm um, so glad she had me. Mm. Um, we are And too. so yeah. I... Uh, by the way, I'm completely pro choice. That was not a pro life. <laughs> no, I, not I good. just am personally glad that she kept me. Yes, yes. Um, and so,
1: we are too. We are too. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: I, um, I went through uh, a lot of my early formative years with this identity crisis. I was molested between the ages of four and six, but I didn't admit it out loud until mm. I was 12. I grew up real squirrely on my sexuality, I didn't know exactly where I fit my mom when she remarried we moved around a lot you know i've lived in 11 states and so God. i kind of like i had conditioned myself to thinking that oh if things get difficult i can always just pick up and move and so i never really had anyone challenge me to stay and face my issues i had commitment issues obviously abandonment issues i tried to kill myself for the first time when i was 15 i, I tried again when i was 18 um uh, Me and some psychiatric wards, we know each other well. I'm with you, brother. I'm with
1: you. I've met some. In the
3: psych ward. And I just think it makes us feel very, we're just extra special. So we need a little extra care. I don't think we're crazy. I just think we're extra special. Thank you. Thank you. I finally got a diagnosis, borderline personality disorder, which explains so much. And it helped me and realized that I could make different choices. I could make different decisions, but I didn't get that diagnosis until after being on meth for five years. Nice, uh, I'm wow. Crystal meth, starting at the age of 18, found out I was HIV positive uh, when I was 23, 24, and which was a hell of a blow to discover in my early 20s. But um, I call it the gift of HIV because that was the moment that I decided I wanted something better for myself. And that was in 2005. And basically, I guess for the last 15 years, I've been making decisions that help better myself. Now, that's not to say that I don't go backwards sometimes. It's not to say that shit has been super rosy ever since that decision. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has taken me 15 years to learn what does not work for me, what does work for me. I was married back in 2006 that ended disastrously I just got out of a six-year relationship with a very awesome person but she and I just didn't work out I've had my fair share of heartache I've had my fair share of disappointment Mm -hmm. um, but I believe in myself more than ever I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was born on purpose with a purpose and no one can take that away from me and so you just you keep it moving, you keep going, mm-hmm. you keep going. There are days that I wish I could tap out. Right. There are days that I'm exhausted. There are days that I'm like, God, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> however,
2: I've
1: had a lot of those lately. I, I hear you. Rim.
3: Yeah, you know? <laughs> um, but I've also learned to just look at shit differently, meaning, I'm just going to keep it completely transparent with you. Earlier this week, my emotions were all over the fucking place. A lot of old fears came to Mm. the surface. Fears that I thought I had dealt with. The fears of not being good enough. That's a big one. Fear: I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And what I'm proud of myself is once upon a time, I would have mistaken those fears as reality. And I would have gotten hella suicidal. And I would have beat myself up. Uh, But this time around, I dealt with it differently. And I fathered myself. I talked to myself with a lot of self-compassion and I said, Hey, uh, I don't really know what's going on or why you're feeling this way, but I'm willing to sit here with you in it Mm. until we figure it out. Mm. And that for me, I pat myself on the back for saying, Hey, yo, I learned how to talk to myself differently differently. I learned how to deal with myself differently. And I'm a strong believer in the fact that we need to celebrate ourselves as much as we criticize ourselves. Yeah. And so if sometimes you have to celebrate the fact that you got out of the bed this morning, that yeah. that's your victory for the day, then yeah. fucking take that victory. You <laughs> take know what I'm saying? Stop, take it. stop counting all the things that you wish could change and wish could happen. And, and it's about being grateful now in this moment, I can make a whole list of things that I want to happen or I can make a list right now of the things I'm grateful for. Hey, I have a very comfortable bed. I have electricity. I have Wi-Fi. I have a fridge full of food. Like, let me focus on those good things. So more good things keep coming. Us. Yeah. And that's my story. I'm sticking to it.
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Wow, it's I can't. That's a lot to take in. Like,
1: I, I know, it's, it's a lot. It's... I'm just breathing. I'm breathing uh, so it in, love. and I'm giving pause so that the listeners can also take it in, because I think sometimes we rush so much. So you just shared so much important information.
0: Yeah. One of the things I connected with that you didn't really touch on just now, but in some of your interviews— you grew up in a pretty religious family. Yeah, I'm a oh, I'm a preacher's man, kid. Did. So boy, yeah. do Check I oh, relate to that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it oh uh,
3: man, I that would be a whole other topic. Yeah. Whole other <laughs>
0: what I, I, yep. What I
3: will say is, growing up, we started off Pentecostal and then we became pretty evangelical. But um growing up with that strictness, right, all those rules, yep. I also have been able to identify that that's why I'm so hard on myself, mm-hmm. and I had to change my relationship with God because I was projecting all of my anger onto God and seeing God as this angry deity that I could never do anything right for. And that's just not God. That was just my idea of God. Yeah. You know, God is source energy. It's just pure love. Yeah. It's just love. And just- so um, I have learned to, I don't know, accept love for how it is and what it is and not question it and say, okay, this is God. Um, the moment that someone lets me cut in line, them at the grocery store because I only have two items and they have a whole grocery cart. But to me, that's an act of love. That's an act of God. And yeah. it's about noticing the small miracles every day. Like God is at mm. work every day through everyone, using everyone and everything. And it's not so much about dogma. It's not so much right. about rules. And, and yeah, yeah, it's been a long journey, y'all. It has been such yeah. a long journey yeah. to get to this place.
1: There's a point in the video when you talk about you were at the hospital and you threw up mm-hmm. all over the place and you were oh, yeah. physically dying. Um, yeah. like How'd you get off the whole meth thing? Cause as in, you know, me being an alcoholic, yeah. like I, that was a whole yeah. thing in and of a that, like, I know so you're like, oh, it's no big deal. I got off of meth and then I was <laughs> dying. And then, and here I am <laughs> <laughs> looking in the mirror, <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, wait, <laughs> what happened there?
3: <laughs> so death, death is a very close friend of mine. I have almost died a few times, which is great because now I, I don't fear death, which is just a True. great place to be in. The day that I found out that I had HIV, I didn't just find out I had HIV. I found out I had AIDS right, and right, that right, I was right. dying. Yeah, yeah. That I was dying. Um, and that was a day. that was such a crazy day yo I um I
1: I know that was the other thing (laughs) we're like and then he laughs about it and we're crying
2: (laughs) sometimes you have to
3: laugh well because I've been able to kind of step back and look at my life a little objectively and just be like wow the hand of God has been with me throughout this whole time Mm -hmm. and I can kind of chuckle like I can't believe I was stressed like God was really protecting me and taking care of me you know yeah that was my catalyst to get off of meth, actually. I okay. I didn't go through a 12-step program. I didn't go to rehab. It was keep doing meth and die right. or quit and live. And so what a lot of people don't know is that moment that I found out from the hospital bed, I called my mom. And my mom and I were really estranged at that time. We weren't talking. She barely knew where I was. And that was a catalyst for our first step of healing. Mm. Mm. And so... I called her. I was like, they're saying that I have this thing. Can I come live with you? Um, I need to come home. And she was like, yeah, get here. And so honestly, it was the combination of her love and her Mm -hmm. acceptance. I joined a church at that time where I met a good friend of mine, Danny Goki, who is now um, a famous Christian singer. But we we (laughs) sang on the same worship team at church together, auditioned for American Idol together. He showed me so much love that particular church showed me so much. It was love that saved my life at that time. I'm not going to lie. It was... uh love and a lot of marijuana. Marijuana gave me my appetite back. It helped me.
2: That, is that a song, Love and me. Marijuana? You it have to write a song with
1: like that. Me. <laughs> that is the it title, bro. Me. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, love and <laughs> marijuana.
3: I,
2: love, I, love, I love it.
1: I love it. <laughs> um, but it's just to say that
3: love, and I hate to sound super cliche, but love is the healer. Love is what fixes things. Oh, man. And then that whole journey after finding out about being HIV positive. Because in that moment, I accepted it, but then it took me like another I don't know, seven years to actually accept me. When I decided to talk about being positive on The Voice, that was my declaration to the world. Like, this is what it is. I don't give a fuck what you think about it. And that was probably the most liberating moment of my life.
0: Speaking your truth is like getting a weight lifted and it only brings good things. We're so afraid of it, but it usually only brings good things because it brings true things. Yeah. Because now you're in your truth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard this really
3: troubling statistic recently that 60% of people lie once every 10 minutes. (laughs) And (laughs) I said, okay, yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Um, It is. And so imagine how revolutionary truth must be to people. Yeah. Um, we put these masks on not just for social media we have a work mask we have yep. a family mask yeah. we have and I realized I didn't know who the hell I was right. I was like I'm so used to being so many different Jamar's for people I have to get down to the nitty gritty of who I am and fall in love with that essence right. and so I'm just committed to living an authentic life and saying you know what let my truth be revolutionary let my truth encourage other people to live their truth and you've got to like you know you have to release the outcome you know, you're not yeah. gonna always be able to control the narrative or control the outcome, but I can go to bed at night being proud of the man that I am.
1: Yeah. Wow. Wow, let's all take that in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Seriously. Pause, reflect, be with it.
0: Yeah, because there's a lot of depth and there's a lot of journey in what you're speaking about. It sounds simple. This is serious struggle is. And journey. Yeah. It
3: is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's worth it. How many oceans are we willing to cross for other people trying to gain this love? And like, please like me, please like me, right. putting all of our attention into being liked and being wanted from other people. I just decided to put that love and attention into liking myself. Exactly. And that has made a world of difference for me. And then here's the weird part. The more you like yourself, the more people like you.
1: So true. So true. true. Well, yep. the right people do anyway. The That's right people. Sure. The right
3: people yeah. do. The right yeah. people yeah. do. Amen yeah. 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 to that. You finally get
1: your tribe. Yeah
0: yeah that's how you get your turn. yeah that that's how i met you guys
1: exactly Hello, i know which was part of my crying this morning because i was like oh my god no wait he was brought to us and i was like yeah just taking that in for a second so there's yeah. there's bigger things coming here i feel like and yep. um yeah i believe it
3: too, I mm-hmm. believe it too. Yeah.
1: yeah i was like well i was very excited for the universe today yeah to let me see that <laughs>
0: and, and i gotta be honest i did not see you on american idol or the voice But speaking of tribe, my friend Lori on Twitter is the way that I even found out about you at all. Shout out to Lolo. So she wants to know what your pet peeve is. Oh, what's your pet peeve? Yeah.
3: Inauthenticity.
0: Yeah. I can sniff
3: someone. I'm an excellent. I can read someone very easily. Yeah. So I know instantly when they're being inauthentic with me, it is a turn off. Mm-hmm. But I have lately been learning that that is me judging them. And uh-huh. and sure. so I've started asking myself, um, well, what are they afraid of? They're obviously mm, um, not being their true selves because yep. they're afraid of something. And so I've, um, Oh, man, this is a hard one, because I, in the past, if someone turned me off, I would just shut them off, Down. like yeah, immediately, like my walls would come up. Yeah, yeah. I'd just be cordial and then I keep it moving. But now it encourages me to actually ask more questions of this person. It's kind of like a mystery, like, OK, so who are you really? Um, and what and what do you want from me? Because everybody wants something, you know, what do you really want from me that you're not saying? And it kind of helps me love them a little bit more when I see that, oh, you're just afraid, you're yeah. just afraid. Now, if we want to talk about something that's not as serious, I have a pet peeve for people that don't return their grocery carts to like the little area. <laughs> <laughs> that's really that awesome. really bothers me. It oh, ass- really ass-holes. bothers me. <laughs> um
1: what are they afraid, they afraid of? They're lazy motherfuckers. They can't, like, of. walk the shit back. I know what you're talking about. Because I've had that moment of, like, oh, my God, do I have to go all the way over there? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. Jamara, <laughs> now
0: when I'm going to Walmart, I'm going to have to walk that cart back.
1: <laughs> yes, you
2: do, girl. Yes,
0: you do.
3: Oh, my God. Well, I look at it like this, right? If we truly believe that everything we put out comes back to us, Right. There's mm-hmm. someone whose job it is to retrieve those grocery carts, yep. and I think about that person—the person, the person yeah. who's had a long day, the person who probably has kids at home. They don't want to walk all over this fucking parking lot to go yeah. get something you were too lazy to put away. Yeah, and I don't know—it's a strange. Yeah, yeah, I think about them, yeah. and I'm like, here you go. I want to make this a little bit easier for you. And I feel like I'm kind of putting something into like my spiritual savings when I do something like that. Spiritual like, savings. it's those little things. Yeah, it's those little things that you do throughout the day that can yield really beautiful rewards, you know?
1: Yeah, spiritual It savings. doesn't always
3: have to be like you giving food to a homeless person every time you see them. It's doing like the little things, right? Um, the little things that make people's day. I think can really make your day. But I know I completely flipped that question. We yeah, have pet peeves. So. <laughs> <laughs> <Pet> peeve. <laughs> yeah.
0: One more question before we end part one of this interview. And we're gonna continue this discussion in our next episode.
1: So okay. CeeLo?
0: Oh yeah, we gotta talk about yeah. CeeLo.
1: The hands, bro, are they that small? <laughs>
0: He, he loves CeeLo. I know I he does. Cee-lo. I know I do he does. Who doesn't love so Cee-lo? CeeLo? I'm not
1: saying it's bad. I'm just really okay, curious. But we do Cee-lo have a he's, he's, he's It's not like J-Lo's butt. Is her butt really that big or no? <laughs> he, <laughs> it's not, I actually saw her in person. It is, it is that big. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful, too. It <laughs> is beautiful.
3: Now, yeah. CeeLo, um, I love CeeLo. I think that I will always see CeeLo as, like, an uncle, or a mm-hmm. wise uncle. He is a short guy, you know? So... Um,
0: <laughs> I just had to mention With everything is proportionate, <laughs> you cat. know. By the way, I learned it was a rescue cat from you, though. That's cool. Oh. CeeLo had a rescue cat, yeah, yeah. it was. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. but then we never saw that cat again. So oh, I have no okay. idea
3: what happened. Oh, gosh, to okay, him, I love Philo. I saw him. The last time I saw him was on this boat thing in New York. And then we were texting about a couple of months ago. We were texting back and forth. So, yeah, he's a cool guy. The biggest lesson I learned from that entire experience, having him as a coach and being on that TV show, is that reality TV is a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest lesson (laughs) that I learned. Um, And that you use tools. You know, like uh, The Voice was a huge tool for me to use for me to get my story out there. They didn't use me. I used them.
1: Right. So that was
3: yeah. the biggest lesson I learned from that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's I, great. It was a... And you guys would be talking to me today. I don't know, worked. man. So, I think
1: you, know. you would have found a way to. Yeah, us. there might have been a way, but I don't know. somehow, <laughs> somehow, <laughs> <laughs> somehow. <quick. Yeah. laughs> you would have found a way. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Wow. Thank you so much, Jamar. We're going to stop here. Oh my gosh. I was like tearing up. I my know ho- we had the tissues. I literally felt my heart open when he was speaking. He's so good. So ho- real. Yeah. So real. You guys, just keep this one on repeat. There is definitely more of this to come in the next episode. I need your
1: Lizzo, you guys, if you've not seen all the pictures of Lizzo and
0: yes, Rolling she's Stone killing it. Dude,
1: she's killing it. Oh my god. Just to get out to her badass spot. Yeah. Just
0: Get after it. Just
1: get after it in a way that you're like honoring how fucking amazing she is. Yeah,
0: And I want to put out in honor of our discussion with Jamar and everything, I want to put out there Lizzo actually quit Twitter because she was getting trolled. Good for her for taking care of herself. But I want to challenge people to go to her Twitter, go to her Facebook and blow it up. Blow it up with positive stuff like she needs to know that there's way more people out there that support and are positive and that she represents love Love and she represents us. so go, She does represent us. Go and fill the world with more positivity because we don't want people like that thinking that a few people who are assholes are going to ruin it. Look for, at Christy swearing. For, yeah, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I usually say a-holes, but I just went and said ass.
1: <laughs> Damn, girl. Ooh, I'm good. a good influence.
0: Racy, racy. I'm a good influence. I love it. Ideas are just firing today. We are on fire, but we're also hungry, so so we gotta go. And we love Jamar. I just swear. <laughs> so that's the end. Peace, love, and light sent your way. May you live, fit, fat, and free. <laughs> Bitches, Bitch. what? Yeah. Yeah. And now for some boopers. <laughs>
1: cats. <laughs> I had to do it. Very bad. Bad. Very bad. I think we're done with that. We're
0: done. <laughs> the other thing we're going to talk about in this episode is, I don't even know. Angelical <laughs> cats. They might have said, "Well, oh, hello, <laughs> is it Jamar? It's not Jamar. I mean, <laughs> he only okay. calls me, girl. That's
1: right He's
0: my this is so walking
1: out of place, the- and this gets stu- to oh my God um. <laughs> and, then, and then they sing it in slow motion, like going in a circle,' turn with not dogs. Cats are not the
0: background. Dogs. Jamar, Jamar, Take care Jamar. of
1: yourself. Why not? It oh my God! Oh, oh no! Oh. Are okay. you still there? Sorry. Oh, hello. Hi. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. I thought I lost you. However, what if you, whatever that means, or whatever the, you know. Just kidding.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> Let's see.
1: Pit pat chat Oh, no, yes. Um, Go have lunch. I'm starving.
0: (laughs) Food on the brain. In the next episode, we are, oh. We got off track. (laughs) (laughs) Skip it. Get it back together. So uh, not all my ideas are great ones. Love, 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 Let's love, come back to love. love. Let's come back to it. I love it, love. I think you're ready for this jelly. Oh, jelly. <laughs> I
1: don't think you're ready for this jelly. But it's too bootylicious for you, babe. What? Yeah. In the yeah. date. Are you going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right do that right, right
0: there. scratch. <laughs> 100. This is food for thought here. Food. Oh, we're hungry. (laughs) See, I'm starving. Read that quick.